Hello, welcome back to Ten in the Chamber, a Studio Trigger retrospective podcast. We are here for episode three of Kill a Kill. My name's City. I am with Marshmallow and with Eros. And let's talk about the third uh, episode of Kill a Kill, um, Junketsu. I believe that's the name of the title. Yup. All the yes. titles, by the way, are named after Japanese pop songs from like the 70s, I think. <laughs> so is there a song named Junketsu? Yeah, I don't know yeah. the ex- I don't know off the top of my head the exact song and like artist that this episode is named after. But in the Kami Bon Show, which is like the guidebook, they have a listing of all the songs that they used as titles and like a little blurb about kind of why they used it. I can't read it I, really. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough Japanese, but hey, if anyone wants to help me, please try to get that book localized. I would I would really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that almost kind of reminds me of um of like the the titles in Gurren Lagann being based mm. off of just quotes from the episode. I like when they kind of just take just like those take like any phrase any word or whatever and just apply it to the title mm-hmm. and like it, it just works just because that's you know what the what the episode's about or what kind of what the theme is of it i think it's just a really cool just thing to yeah thing to do i think it's, so, I think it's too yeah. fun yeah. yeah yeah it seems so little to kind of just you know put more meaning into like the title of an episode but it's just really cool that they did that um mm-hmm. So we already start this off um, with um, with a flashback into uh, Satsuki's childhood, mm. where she is uh, with uh, what you presume to be her father, and you see this uh, this uh, Kamui that is not Senketsu, but does look similar to him, and her father tells her that this will be your wedding dress, which is very interesting way to describe that that's one of the things about kill a kill i don't understand it'll come up more later but the wedding dress symbolism with junketsu mm, there's there's a lot of ways you could read that and some of them i don't want to look at that (laughs) it's i mean um uh, i don't know it's it's definitely (laughs) it definitely like um it's there's so much to kind of like just dive into that alone like when you compare uh especially if you want to compare like uh, Ryuko and her relationship to Senketsu to Satsuki mm-hmm. and what she or how she views Junketsu um, yeah. because I mean we can't really say that they have a relationship because Junketsu does not really have dialogue I mean no it, no I mean not I mean not in the sense that that Senketsu like talks and like has dialogue with Ryuko and builds anything like that but with Junketsu it'll become very evident especially early on that you know they're very different <laughs> And, and I think the way that I've looked at the wedding dress symbolism in the past is that um, it kind of relates to the red string of fate um, or the red red thread of fate where it says that people who are destined for each other have this red string on their pinkies that connects them forever and you can't break this thread and it can't be broken and it doesn't matter how you feel about it, you know, like you're always going to be destined for yeah. this person. It is what and it is. It, yeah. yeah, it's and it could be happy. Like you think a wedding is a happy thing, but also there's like a kind of darkness to it. Like, what if you don't want to be married to this person? Like, how do you feel about it? Right. And with Sankeds, I think it's a little bit different. Which I guess we'll get to more later. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. The wedding dress symbolism, like a little more, a little more literally, especially as like the show's lore expands upon that. Like, it's meant to like symbolize that. 
humans becoming the wives or like spouses to the superior beings that are the life fibers inside of it. I don't understand the wedding dress symbolism. I've written about it um, a bunch, but I can't make sense of it. And it comes up more in the show, so maybe it's something to discuss more later on. Yeah. But it's just, I can't totally make sense of it. And there are ways that I could think about it that I really dislike, especially when you think about purity and you, then you think about fresh blood, which is the, you know, the literal translation of Senketsu. And like, it just gets into some things that are uncomfortable and I'm not sure if it was intended. <laughs> I mean, it might be, uh, it, it could be intended uh, in that way, but I mean, but when, when you think about how those themes are presented and how the characters uh, react to it or how they treat mm. those themes, uh, I think especially with, uh, with the theme of like, uh, like a wedding dress of, you know, if someone when someone wears it, you know, on their special day or whatever it is, like it is like symbolic of like of like a like a commitment they are taking. Mm. And I think for Satsuki basically making this commitment to wear Junketsu, um, she makes it pretty evident, I think, from this point forward that she's not going to let Junketsu wear her. Especially evident when uh when they have the transformation sequences here, when uh, when Ryuko eventually fully synchronizes with Senketsu and says, uh, uh, "Life fiber synchronize," and you contrast that to Satsuki not synchronizing with Senketsu, but saying "Life fiber override," as in mm-hmm. sh- as in her will and her, um, what's the word? Um, resolve. Yeah, her will and her yeah her will and her resolve <laughs> is strong enough that she will not let. Junketsu overtake her. She's implanting her own, like, just her own strength to kind of make herself independent of the power that Junketsu is giving her. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go back to the wedding dress thing. Like, if like if she really was supposed to wear the wear Junketsu as her like wedding dress, like that's kind of shit. I, I like the design Junketsu, but that's kind of a <laughs> shitty a shitty wedding dress. <laughs> She's kind of supposed to wear yeah. it. Man. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but like, where's the rest of it? <laughs> um, she thinks it's pretty Come though. Little, little Sasuke is like, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I can't wait to wear it. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a child, still has the innocence which is, which is so in her sad. eyes. It's very sad, you know, because she, as a child, she doesn't really understand kind of what's happening with this or what, you know, her dad means by saying this would be a wedding dress. But of course, she's a, she's a kid, so she just thinks of like you know of actual like you know, of a literal wedding because that's you know what what else is a child going to think of at that point you know especially the like of a little girl when you think about like kind of uh th- this is touching into something that i'm probably not uh, qualified to really kind of get into the thoughts of like gender roles and like um mm-hmm. how we raise kids on these certain like ideals and when they're younger that makes any sense mm-hmm. yeah i get yeah, what you're like, saying yeah like I mean, I grew up as a girl, and um, you know, growing I'll up, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get married someday. Like that's my life goal, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how much it was really like pushed onto me, but I definitely felt like that's what I have to do. I have to, I have to wear a wedding dress someday. You know. See, I didn't worry about wedding about getting married as a child, but like later on in life, when I was like a teenager, it was more imposed me, imposed on me that like, oh yeah. You're gonna have to, you have to get married to a boy. You're gonna have to do this and that. Dot on him, hand and knee. 
in the, in the ending sequence, Ryuko does look at a, a wedding dress that she sees in a store, and she looks at it longingly. And I, I think, like, the way I read into it is that she's also felt the same way, like, oh, I have to get married, like, romantic love is important. But things change. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, things definitely um, change yeah. from, from yeah. like, uh, from kind I of... Think uh, from- from that ending sequence, she it's more like she's looking at the wedding dress and she might be like romanticizing more of the like the love aspect of like mm-hmm. of of like white a wedding dress. Like she's longing for somebody to that she would wear this dress for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like someone she can connect with. Yeah. Yeah, she's super lonely and like that's the theme yeah. throughout the whole that whole ending sequence is that she's all alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and yeah. she sees this wedding dress, which is, you know, it's a a wedding dress is a symbol of union. And, you know, interestingly, like, the more literal translation of life fiber synchronizes human clothing unity, which I think is interesting mm. because union is really associated with marriage. Mm-hmm. That might just be me reading too much into it, but <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, that, I mean, that's I think it's, yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't know that. Um, is there anything that kind of says that? Uh, like I was saying earlier, the Satsuki's life favor override is that is there like a literal, more literal like meaning know. behind that? I'm not sure of the more literal meaning behind that. Sorry, okay. <laughs> I should look that up. But <laughs> that, yeah, I, okay. I do know that um, life favor synchronized. It's uh, it's more literally it's human clothing unity, and so mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, that'll come up more later. I don't know how much I want to get into that right now. Yeah, but. That'll, that'll definitely be a bigger, bigger <laughs> yeah. thing to talk about later on. Um, but it's yeah. But yeah. I think it's interesting when you connect, yeah, Sanketsu to the wedding dress, and yeah, there's a lot there. I don't know quite what they were trying to say, and maybe they don't know quite what they were trying to say either. But, maybe. but there, there, there's a lot there, and I don't understand it, but I try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I try Sometimes I do feel like I feel like Kill Kill throws like themes in there just to have them in there and <laughs> yeah. doesn't say yeah. much yeah yeah so here's my hot take about this episode like or about the show as a whole honestly i guess is that you could get rid of the clothes you could totally get rid of the clothes and kill a kill i don't think they do much with the clothing thing like really at all <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like i think you could make it that senkets is like i don't know um what was I thinking of? <laughs> like you don't like you mean uh, like, in the sense of like you can take the characters of like Senketsu, Jinketsu. You don't have to connect them to like them yeah, you, being clothing. No, no, not at all. Like right. I don't think the clothes are a huge part of the show. Like I see the show as about friendship. And, yeah, like, there's this big scene in this episode that you know sp- caused a million essays think pieces video essays <laughs> you know just tons of things and it's where um Sasuke's like tells Ryuko like why are you embarrassed about wearing this skimpy outfit like I'll bear my breast for all the world to see because this is what I have to do to fulfill my ambition and I don't care and then Ryuko is like oh, yeah okay <laughs> and she, she's okay with it and she has this whole speech she goes I finally get it now I need to get naked putting on a kanwi means becoming one with you it means you becoming my skin that's what it means to master wearing you. But the interesting thing about what Ryuko says is it kind of doesn't totally connect to what Sasuke is saying. She's not saying, like, I don't care about skimpy clothes. She's saying, I need to get naked. I need to bare my heart to you, Sanketsu. It's about her um, 
coming together with Senkets and not necessarily about being okay with skimpy clothes. Right. It's about her not being embarrassed about Senkets as a person and not necessarily yeah, about clothes like, at all. Yeah, it's, yeah, because... <laughs> I, wasn't, I didn't say that the best way, but... No, I, yeah, but I, yeah, but I, yeah, but I, I understand what, like, what, what you mean by that. And I, and I, I think, yeah, there's, I agree to that, to that sense that, what Sasuke says about letting the letting the world like just see her naked body like it doesn't matter to her because her ambitions mm-hmm. are pure enough that it doesn't matter what she has to do in order to fulfill them. But it's like mm-hmm. um, the, the the ends justify the means is kind of how you can kind of break that down. Um, yeah. But for but for Ryuko, it definitely is you know it's it's different from that like she like she literally says like i don't care about your ambitions i don't i don't give a fuck about them <laughs> and you know but, but like but for her what's important to her is being able to open up to people being able to connect with someone um which yeah. she she didn't really she she didn't really do before because the only mm-hmm. family that the only family that she knew is gone she's just by herself so mm-hmm. she didn't really figure out how to like really open up to other people and Mako definitely did push her in that direction to be like hey you know like she did like yeah I don't think she was really trying to like put in any sort of like like uh like undertones to like her saying like get naked I think she like I I love I love (laughs) I, I love Mako as a character like she's she's very she's very good um but let's be honest she's dumb she's she's just a dumb little bimbo she's very she's she's not she's not the brightest uh, of the bunch you know so i so i think she did kind of take it in a literal sense of like yeah, like oh yeah. satsuki's getting naked and winning so ryuko has to get naked too so that she could you mm-hmm. know be stronger than her and win um yeah yeah but just, yeah totally <laughs> yeah but but uh but but i think in this sense um I want to say that us as as the audience is supposed to read that as uh, Ryuko Ryuko doesn't have to bear herself out to the world like Sasuke does not in that sense but she has to let herself open up to others so that you know they can connect with her and she can become stronger through those connections. Oh yeah. 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 Like with Ryuko, I think you could get rid of the clothes entirely because none of what she says is anything about Skippy clothes, like no. none of it. <laughs> no, it's about connecting with Senkets, and I think that's really overlooked a lot in conversations about this scene. And like, if it's good or bad or feminist or anti-feminist, you know, all of that. <laughs> yeah. Because I think if Senkets were like, let's say, a literal monster, because I read Kill a Kill as a monster story, <laughs> like, because I'm a weirdo. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if he was a literal monster and say it was maybe something like gem fusion uh, that Ryuko got to work with him and it made her look like really monstrous and ugly or something like that. And she was embarrassed to be seen like that. I think you'd kind of have the same thing. Like she's embarrassed to be seen like that. But she learns like, I actually want to connect with you. I want to work with you and let my heart open for you. Yeah. In a way, Satsuki has has already like opened up to others, mm-hmm. but not in the way that I think Ryuko is, where like don't try to hide anything about herself, be more open. Um, but for Satsuki, it is a it is a bit different. In the scene where she is putting on Jiketsu for the first time, and um, 
and uh, her butler, and I think the other dude is like the head of the house, like uh, other. Roido. Roido, yeah, I don't. Yeah. He's whatever. I don't care about him. Um, but basically, like they're watching on as like <laughs> you know as Sasuke's uh, putting on Juketsu, and it's just kind of like just concerned. But uh, but Sasuke just tells him, "Don't try to interfere." Ask not the sparrow how the eagle soars, which mm-hmm. I love that quote so much. Uh, that quote is a, is a, that's my senior quote in high school. <laughs> just because no. it's because it, like well one it's like a really badass line, but two it just it's a quote that really fits Satsuki that um, she's doing her own thing and she just cares doesn't really care about what others how others feel about the way that she does things and. In a sense, like, yeah, that does align with what she was saying about uh, letting her uh, letting her breasts bear. Why? Sorry, I don't remember the quote clearly. Um, well, uh, don't worry, I wrote it down. Oh, thank you. The fact that you were embarrassed by the... By, wow, I can't read my own hand, right? <laughs> the fact that you are embarrassed by the values of the masses only proves how small you are. If it means fulfilling her ambition, Satsuki Kiryui will show neither shame nor hesitation, even if she bears her breasts for all the world to see. So that's that's the quote. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so basically by saying that, Satsuki is basically saying, like, not only do I not... You can you might read that as literal as of like I could be completely naked and I do not care because my actions are pure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is more accurate to kind of say that it is her more or less just saying I will do whatever I feel is necessary to fulfill my ambitions no matter what it is. You know. Yeah, I mean I think that's what it is, and you can definitely read clothing body positivity and that sort of thing into this. I mean I think that's definitely there but i just think the main point of this scene like the way that the scene speaks to me is it's about ryoko letting a person in. it's not about her becoming suddenly okay with being in skimpy clothes it's i don't think she's ever comfortable with skimpy clothes but she likes being with sunkets Sen- because of who he is not what he looks like and i just think there's like a lot of parallels you can draw like how you might be embarrassed to be seen in public with someone for whatever reason or be afraid to be seen in a certain light like there was an early tra- design for synchronized Ryuko where they're holding hands Ryuko and Senkatsu are holding hands when they're synchronized oh, and God, i don't hands. know that's yeah, that's a yeah, lot yes yeah, yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of is, like, from what I understand, I'm not Japanese, um, but, like, from what I've read about Japanese culture, public displays of affection are, like, kind of frowned upon, so that she would be, like, when she's synchronized, she'd be in this kind of embarrassing position where she's holding hands with this, you know. Mm. And, but she would choose to be, like, that doesn't matter, because I like being with you, and I want to do this with you. <laughs> and I just... I can't articulate this very well, but the, the scene is really sweet for me, and reason for re- sweet to me. For reasons that I think it's kind of overlooked. Like, I think Sankatsu as a character is really underplayed and not talked about. Nobody gives them enough credit. And it and, and it upsets me. <laughs> it, it upsets me too. But, like, rewatching this, I can kind of understand. Because until episode three, he hasn't really done that much. And, and as much as I love episode five, honestly, it kind of seems a little too soon that that like there's so much focus on that relationship because like i feel like he hasn't been doing that much which is sad i wish he got to do more you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. right there's a lot to talk about from 
what Satsuki sees like the Kamui as and what uh, Ryuko's connection to Senketsu is. But like, you know, aside from that, there's still a good amount of things that happen in this episode aside from the fight. The fight, although, is just, you know, it's really cool, especially when uh, when Ryuko fully surprised with Senketsu and just kind of just goes all out against Satsuki. I think it's just really cool. Like just... This episode is also just really beautiful. Um, yeah. The animation director is my Yonayama, who just does beautiful work. She did the character design for Kids Niver, and I just and she just does gorgeous things. <laughs> I really love her style. <laughs> and the director, the episode director, is Akira Amamiya, who I love because he drew that really. I I have I have a soft spot for him because he drew this picture for Nyan type a magazine of Ryuko on the beach in a yellow bikini and she's like holding Senkatsu's head yeah and that it's called Senkatsu's date with Ryuko and it's so cute and <laughs> that that that, so that picture like, yeah, definitely yeah. also another like thing people have seen like a lot of uh, deviations of that picture even. <laughs> yeah it, it launched a meme yeah <laughs> so I really I really like his style too. And he did the storyboards as well. So I, this episode's really pretty to look at. I really like the fight sequence. And mm-hmm. there's just a lot of really good shots in that sequence. Like, like I love the broken glass. And, like, Ryuka's reflected in the glass. Yeah. And at the end, we're like, Miki Sigi, you, you can see him through the glass. It's just really mm-hmm. pretty shots. I would love to have a frame from this episode. Yeah, like... I don't um, have one yet. <laughs> like, you mean, like, like the kind of, like, the full frame, like, after oh, uh, Ryuka synchronizes? shots that they're selling that right, right. now? Or yeah. in between frames. Oh, okay, those ones. Yeah. Um the 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 fights the fight scene between Rico and Satsuki is cool. The the one the one kind of downside I have about it is the one scene of Satsuki running yeah, up the yeah. wall. Because <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. very very clearly just the 3D model and like how awkward that yeah. kind of looks. And like I know that um a lot of people don't like when Sugar kind of gets lazy with their art or like or with their animation and kind of just moving like uh like animation cells or whatever. Um, even even though I think there's a charm to it, although you know that's mm-hmm. that's something to to yeah. talk about for another time. Um, but like you know, but but I mean, even even with that, the the fight scene itself is just really well animated. I like all the camera angles that they do uh, when they are fighting inside yeah. of the hallways and like mm-hmm. uh, Satsuki just launching like just a bunch of desks at Ryuko and like just the way like just everything just everything kind of has weights to it. With every attack that gets mm-hmm. thrown out and just, you know, I and I feel like this fight, I think, definitely kind of inspired the flow of the, of the fighting game. Mm. At least yeah, just kind of fight, how yeah. how it goes. <laughs> I think it's just a really well done fight scene. Yeah, some of the CJ is a little too obvious. Um, they have used CG before in the show that might not have been noticed. Like, they used it mm-hmm. in the first episode when um, Ryuko was um, first meeting with Stotsky and they used it when the kids running down the stairs and Gamagori's fallen on the building. Um, but like I, I that was more blended in, so people didn't really notice. I think it's a little obvious here, but I don't know. It's still it's still a really good sequence in my mind. <laughs> I yeah, really it, like it. Yeah, it is. And also uh, another thing I really enjoy about the fight uh, is uh, when Ryuko is synchronizing for the first time, uh, we hear the song uh, "Sambika" by uh, I believe uh, Lisa. Yeah, 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 and that and that I love that. I just I just love how that song really resonates with like Ryuko kind of uh, like finding the resolve to push forward. Um, mm-hmm. The the song is only used twice in the show. And at yeah. such critical points, this is the first time Isn't that they it, that they play it. 
Is it used three times? I thought it was used three times. I, I know it was in, in this episode and way later on near the near the end of the show. Yeah, I think it's used um in uh eleven, I think, as well. But I have a big list of like every song used in the show and when if you if you like, it. <laughs> like that, I, I I literally yeah. have it laid out. <laughs> yeah. Um but I I just I love that song and just so good. It gets me yeah. very it's it gets me very emotional just because of how I just connect it with the scenes in mm-hmm. in the show that it's that yeah. it's used in. Um Yeah. Oh, I, I like the, during the fight scene. There's like, like this slight color palette change that then makes it more muted, especially near the end of the fight. That mm-hmm. I think like really makes the scene like just just so good. Yeah, it may it makes everything just feel more intense. So it's like the fight progresses and more color is kind of sucked out of the out like of the palette. Drained. Yeah, being drained like blood. Yeah, yeah, like basically, literally, like blood. You know, um, like literally, I think right before Rico does the her transformation sequence, it's like it is almost just completely grayed out, like just from everything, like from like her skin and like even like the the red accents in her um, in Senketsu are just very grayed out until she um she pulls out the, the pin in her glove and it just mm. sparkles with this bright red and immediately just catches your attention and just makes it makes it feel a lot more impactful when that happens yeah, yeah. I, I always i always appreciate good art mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. this this episode yeah, definitely I think this episode's really beautiful it's, it's a shame like when i first watched the show i i was watching one with my friends and this was one episode Four just came out so but i hadn't seen the first three so they, they mm-hmm. watched the first two with me and i was totally not into this show i was like this is so not my thing like i don't like the tone i don't like this and so i'm like just skip to episode four i don't need to see episode <laughs> three which is a shame because if i think i saw episode three sooner because this one's a little more serious to get his backstory into satsuki and uh you know, it has that big moment between Rico and Sakatsu that I really love. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so, if I think I've, if I'd seen this one sooner, I might have gotten into the show sooner. But I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking a lot about the uh, about the fight scenes. Uh, although there are there are, I think, a couple key scenes that happen before that. Um, mm-hmm. For one, we get uh, Mikisugi explaining to Rico more about uh, his connection to her father, and also Rico asking uh, Mikisugi why. Senketsu looks the way he does when he transforms, or asking why is Senketsu make me wear, or why am I wearing basically wearing a skimpy outfit when I sync with Senketsu? And Mikisuki just tells her like that that that's chalk that up to your father's tastes. I don't know why he's like that, which that's an interesting <laughs> way to kind of. Put I, I like it. to think that that Rico's dad didn't maybe wait. Maybe he didn't plan for Ryuko to wear specifically, but like what? I think there was something that might have implied that he did. I <laughs> mean, it's, it's, I thought it was made evident pretty clearly that Senketsu was made for Ryuko specifically. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. I think yeah. that does kind of get get retconned like later in the show, but like just hearing that at first, it's like, huh? It's like, your dad's uh... kind of fucking. Your dad's kind of a fucking freak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even without the skimpy outfit, like, have you ever worn just a regular Senkets? Because I have, and I feel pretty naked. Like, I dress like an old lady most of the time. <laughs> so, what I would have cosplayed, like, just in regular Senkets, I'm like, I feel naked. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that even without. <laughs> that, that, that is true. You know, and of course, like. I don't really think the clothing thing is really that thought out and, and deep. 
Like, no. <laughs> it's just, I think they just want an excuse for sexy outfits. And I can give them credit for at least talking about it. But I mm-hmm. think the big scene here is really not that much about the clothes. Like, yeah. It's just about, and like, I'll do what I have to do. Yeah. And there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with giving sexy designs to characters who are completely allowed to make a character look sexy, no matter if it's male or female or what they look like, anything like that. You know, just as long as you kind of just own up to it. In a sense, like, yeah, I wanted to, you know, put a sexy outfit here for this character because, you know, they look cool and sexy in it. That's fine. Yeah. Like in near. Well, I just wish with, with this that it would have been Ryuko's choice, and I wish they were older because they're Of in course. High yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. been a little more comfortable if, if they were, like, a little <laughs> older. I know Satsuki's 18, but, like, Ryuko's <laughs> 17 still... <laughs> at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's, you know, for, 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 for yeah. stuff like that, yeah, it just. Does not does not really not kosher. On the one, I, I like you could compare Kill a Kill to like something like Sucker Punch, where they're like, oh, this is actually just a uh, what's the what's the word? It's uh, female empowerment, I guess. Well, it was like a like, I don't know the proper term, a deconstruction maybe, or like a uh, fuck okay. you to gross fanboys who yeah. um, find this appealing, but like they don't talk about it. The girls are just in these skimpy outfits, and the camera is just, you know filming them really skeevily and it's just a thing like it's not it doesn't seem like you know an f you to gross fanboys because they're just doing exactly the mm. same thing that those things that they're supposedly parodying do but at least kill a kill talks about it like yeah it's ridiculous that i am fighting in this outfit it's like, <laughs> at least they talk about it so i will give it that and i think that's why it got so much discussion when it came up because yeah the outfits are ridiculous and they actually talk about that in the narrative it's narrative it is narratively significant mm-hmm. <laughs> um but at the same time i feel like the real heart of it is not really about the clothing or any of that it isn't all. yeah it's not in, like, in my in my mind i get emotional with the scene because i see it as a person connecting with another person who she's embarrassed to be seen with because of what society says about being seen with somebody like that i guess <laughs> Which, yeah you, know, you could you could draw lots of parallels to so that's how <laughs> i see it but i, I mean the, obviously yeah. it's hard to read because of what how it is <laughs> so. yeah and like um and to kind of go back to like that connection between Ikan and Saketsu, another scene that stood out to me was um, the night before the fight with Satsuki happens, uh, Mako touches uh, Senketsu and she says, oh, Senketsu, like, your uniform has goosebumps, or it feels like he has goosebumps. <laughs> and Riko just was like, what do you mean goosebumps? Like, yeah, it just feels like, you know, it just feels weird, you know? And like, <laughs> you know, I kind of like to see that as Senketsu being nervous about what's going to happen. Yeah, I actually really, really love that scene because Ryuko actually touches Senkets first and and feels that something's weird. But I don't know why she touched him in the first place. I... <laughs> so I'm like, what What are you doing there, Ryuko? <laughs> it's just kind of, it was just kind of weird. I just kind of like it. And it's also, it's just a really beautifully drawn moment. Like, yeah, it's just a really, that, it's just a really pretty yeah, that... scene. I really love the, the camera and just... <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that scene in like in Lako's house is really, you know, nice. Like, the, the, again, the artist episode, beautiful, fantastic, beautiful episode. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do really, really love that scene. <laughs> it's like <laughs> she just brushes him, and I'm wondering if she could feel that he was nervous before she even touched him, and then she gets nervous for the whole night, and she can't sleep because she knows that Sanketsu is nervous about something. Yeah, yeah so. he's nervous, so yeah. she's nervous. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I like the connect. I like their connection. It's I could good. just gush about them all together. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I think that's all we have for episode three, unless there's anything else you want to bring up for a talk about real quick. No, I think I repeated myself a million times. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> no, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for, uh, once again, listening to this podcast. If you tune in next time, we will talk about uh, episode four, which that's very uh, fun episode that we'll talk about. Not as much uh, in terms of the theming or, like, reading in between the lines as much as the past couple episodes, but I think still pretty fun in its own way, which we'll talk about that. Uh, so thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you later.